The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network crew. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're also brought to you by Riffa. Riffa is your home for mini podcasts from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Subscribe to Riffa channel today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffa. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffa, spelt R-I-F-F-R. But, fucking, listen, let's be honest. Jake Paul isn't a fucking boxer. I'll bet a million dollars. <laughs> oh, here we that go. That he loses this fucking fight. They know why. Uh, a million dollars. That he loses this fight. You have an aspirin in Olympia. You have an Askren, a world champion in two different organizations in two different weight classes, a two-time NCAA champion. You have a real athlete who, by the way, took a knee the last time that you saw him from the BMF. You watch him hit the bag, you watch him hit the ads, you watch him spar. He's got good timing, he's got very good hand speed, his technique is excellent. I'm going to try to be sound defensively, and then I'm just going to put a lot of pressure on him. And I, I do not think he will know how to deal with the pressure and adversity when it happens. The fighter that I am now would knock out the fighter in the Nate Robinson fight. How many people hated this dude? People freaking hate Jake Paul. Paul has some big problems. He's not going to see anything. He's going to get swarmed and he's going to get smothered. Jake Paul knocks this dude out. I do not come back that following Monday and talk shit about the fight. The guy's not really a boxer or a fighter at all. He's a YouTube star. I think people don't like to give me props for my boxing ability, but deep down they're like, damn, this kid's a fight. People are just going to see one by one. Ben Askren gets knocked out. Dennis gets knocked out. They have somehow convinced their fans that they're real fighters. You will find out very quickly and in a violent fashion. And, and you will embarrass the sport of MMA. I'm going to prove to the world that Jake Paul's the real deal. You think for one moment I'm going to sit there and fumble this? Jake Paul is a little boy. He is some rich celebrity. He wants to pretend he is a fighter. I say it every single time. I say it in every single interview. I predict when I'm going to knock these people out. I predict what the media is going to say. This is the road to McGregor at the end of the day. 2021 seems like a tremendous year to beat up the whole Paul family. You are listening to The Fight Show, believe it or not, here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. Check out my website, lockbetting.com, where I'm guiding my clients to their 95th month 
of transparent track profit just coming off a 28 6 and 1 nba run this week which has helped us head towards our 95th month of transparent track profit why is it transparent and tracked because over at lockbetting.com we have every spreadsheet for this 94th 94 month run including the last month which is the pin tweet at my twitter account at sgp soccer that's at sgp soccer all of the spreadsheets available at lockbetting.com and March's spreadsheet is the pin tweet. And as of May the 1st, the pin tweet will be the April PL. So if you don't just want to get half a month, because if you sign up now, Patreon will bill you for the entire month. So if you don't think it's worth doing that for the second half of the month, then wait until May the 1st and get on the journey for the 96th month of Transparent Track Profit with LockBetting.com. Let's break down this fight, if you want to call it that here, between Ben Askin and Jake Paul. Um, it's incredible that this is actually happening. Um, Jake Paul really does think he's a real boxer. He openly says this is the road to Conor McGregor. And I guess the idea is, is that he's going to hand pick fights and make a ton of money and sell out a whole bunch of pay-per-view en route to eventually getting a fight with Conor McGregor and luring him out. And let me say this right off the bat. If Jake Paul does manage to pull this off, if he can beat Ben Askin, who is undoubtedly a hand-picked opponent because in MMA, he was never known for his stand-up. So if he can pick off Askin, and obviously if he can get through one or two more hand-picked opponents through 2021, then Conor McGregor is going to take this fight because Conor McGregor's peak in MMA is done. Now, I understand he's taking that rematch with Poirier. I don't think that he'll win it. I'm surprised to see him as a favorite. I think he's done in MMA. I don't think we're going to see three Conor fights this year. And I don't think Conor can afford to take three losses in a single year. But I think there is a chance that Jake Paul could accumulate three wins this year and after Conor McGregor wins or loses that fight against Poirier this could suddenly start to look like a very attractive proposition here at the start of 2022 because if that does happen I guarantee you it's going to do over two million buys if Jake Paul can continue to win and Conor McGregor does decide to take this fight guaranteed it's going to do over two million buys but let's break down the chances of that happening by first of all looking at tonight's fight because that is obviously the first hurdle here in order to get to this Jake Paul Conor McGregor fight in the future so as we look at the odds here you will see that Jake Paul is now the four to seven favorite I say now because this opened up at a minus 110 minus 110 10 to 11 10 to 11 pick them and initially, Jake Paul took all of the money and he was backed into minus 200, one to two minus 200. That has moved a little bit. This line has moved and fluctuated around. It's been four to six minus 158 to 13. But it's kind of settled here in the UK as Jake Paul being the four to seven favorite. It's 16 to one the draw and it's 11 to eight here on Ben Askarin. Jake Paul to win this via KO, TKO is available at 10 to 11. So if you lost that 10 to 11 at the pick and price and you still like Jake Paul, I would recommend taking him here via knockout because I don't see him winning a decision, although he is available at 7 to 1 to win that decision. Whereas Askaren, I don't see him winning via knockout. Therefore, he is 3 to 1 via decision and 4 to 1 via TKO, KO. I mean, he would only do that if his cardio is far superior and he's able to knock Jake out in the later rounds. But obviously, looking at these two fighters at the weigh in, 
you would think that Jake Paul has the better cardio. You would think that he would be the guy who's in better shape. But that's not necessarily going to be the case. Just because Ben Askren hasn't turned up with an incredible-looking eight-pack for this fight and hasn't looked like he's in the shape for Jake Paul. Hell, he doesn't even look like he's trained doesn't mean that his natural cardio, his natural athleticism, the fact that he's a real athlete at so many levels in terms of um, being an Olympic wrestler, in terms of um, being in Bellator, in terms of being in the UFC, winning title belts. This guy is a natural athlete, so don't worry too much about his cardio. He's still going to have more in the tank at the end of this fight than, than Jake Paul because he is a real athlete. Although, obviously... That, that is becoming a, a common comment and um, that is something that the Jake Paul camp and, and many other experts very quickly want to dismiss because obviously he has this YouTuber tag and um, the guys he's beaten are being labelled as tomato cans. Obviously fights that he should have won including um, beating a professional basketball player. They are saying that he does look like a real boxer. They are saying that he is taking this serious. They are saying to ignore the YouTube tag and look at this guy properly. Look at his movement. Look at his ability. Look at the power he's able to generate. There is a legitimacy about Jake Paul and some of the experts, more so than any other fight he's had in the first two, are now coming out and defending him. I don't know how much weight to put into that because as you heard in the clip that we listened to, Dana White is willing to put a million pounds down on Ben Askren. Let's hope he did it now when he's available at 11 to 8 or, or when he was available at 6 to 4 minus 150 and not as soon as the line came out where it was 10 to 11, 10 to 11 pick him because at the moment, Paul is a significant favourite. Obviously, that will be aided even more so by the way that the two fighters looked at the weigh-in. But as I keep saying, one is a professional athlete. One is a professional fighter. And I wouldn't worry about too much in terms of that. What I would worry about is the fact that Jake Paul is a cash machine. And there is going to be bigger fights for him if he can get past Askarin. And Askarin, out of all of the elite MMA fighters and known fighters that you could have put into this spot, he's been handpicked because he has virtually no stand-up. You cannot really remember any kind of significant stand-up victory that was achieved by Ben Askarin. He's not known for that at all. He is a collegiate wrestler. He is a he is a known a known grappler. Probably one of the one of the best uh, MMA uh, wrestlers to come out of the um, to come out of MMA in the last ten years. So you're looking at a guy here who's not really in his element, but at the same time. There's point and counterpoints for everything, which is why this is such a, a difficult fight to, to pick. There's count and counterpoints for everything. He took shots to the face by from Robbie Lawler, who I'm pretty sure is a he's a better stand-up fighter than than Jake Paul. No matter how good Jake Paul is supposed to be and how impressive he's looked, you cannot really compensate for actually doing it in the ring or the octagon and having those reps. And Robbie Lawler, if he was in this position and he hasn't been picked for a reason, I would assume, because he's a bigger name than Ben Askren, he would take out Jake Paul early in this fight. He wasn't able, able to take out Ben Askren. Now, obviously, Askren didn't win that by countering with super stand-up. But he did find a way to take those shots from Robbie Lawler, stand there at the end and go on to win the fight. And that is significant here because that doesn't mean that Jake Paul is going to overwhelm him with his technique and with his um, with his power. 
So there is a case that even though Ben Askren, even though he is the um, he is the professional athlete here, and he perhaps doesn't have the technical boxing skills, but with the cardio and the inability and the ability to move forward, he may be able to smother Jake Paul in his fight. And it makes a big, big difference in a sporting environment if you're taking five breaths. And the other guy's taking one breath in order to get to the same oxygen capacity in a fight. That's going to make a significant difference. It doesn't matter how hard you hit. It doesn't matter how technically superior you are. If the other guy isn't tired and he can continue to move forward and smother you with inferior technique, but is still able to hit at more volume and continue to move forward and not get tired, then eventually your punches are going to lose steam. Your ability to stand there and, and square off is going to be diminished. And the other guy who can move forward with the superior cardio and can take your shots, especially as they weaken towards the second half of the fight, that is going to be a significant advantage in favor of Ben Askren. So I wouldn't look too much at how, I mean, look, if I bet, if I bet Ben Askren, I'll be honest with you, I would rather him see, I'd rather he'd see him in much better shape than he is. I wouldn't like to see him soft with love handles and the belly that he has going into this fight. But look, I still think this is a very, very live dog here, just looking at the situations. And um, I don't think body and the fact that he's knocked out those two other guys are significant. I think I weigh more into Jake Paul's chances when I look at the fact there's big money fights ahead. Money is what matters in the world. Money is what matters in sport, especially in boxing. This is a hand-picked opponent, and they genuinely feel like they have a strong chance of beating Ben Askren. But the bottom line is that eventually you had to move up those levels. You couldn't continue to fight YouTubers and basketball players. You had to start fighting professional athletes. And whether he falls down here against Ben Askren, whether he falls down when he starts fighting proper boxers, or whether he falls down when he eventually gets to Conor McGregor and, and MMA fighters that are known for stand-up, he will eventually fail here. But it's just a case of how early and when. And therefore, when you have somebody from the MMA world here as an underdog, even though he's not known for having any kind of stand-up quality, um, you still have to give him a fighting chance here. Looking at the um, the other prices here in this fight, in terms of how and when this fight will finish, we already looked at the um, the method of victory here in terms of key KOs and decisions for both fighters. We're going to look at the rounds here, where Jake Paul is available eight to one to finish this in the first round, eight to one round two, eight to one round three, and then the odds get bigger, obviously, because then you're going to have cardio issues. So it's so it's believed. I mean, this, this is all this analysis is blind analysis. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a fucking expert on on Ben Askren and Jake Paul. We've never been in this situation before. We don't know what we're looking at. We don't know if Jake Paul is legit, and we don't know if Ben Askren can box, and we don't know if the fact that if you're a professional athlete and you've got to an MMA level and you've been able to stand there with stand-up guys, whether this YouTuber has any chance against you, this line could look so stupid. Like We could look silly here for not just piling on the, the actual MMA fighter to beat this YouTuber. That, that's how stupid this could all look. There's no way to analyze this other than just guessing. So um, the guess is, is that he's going to fade in the later rounds, which is why he's 12 to 1, round 4, 12 to 1, round 5, 16 to 1, round 6, and 25 to 1 on both round 7 and 8. As for Askarin, he's at huge odds for all the rounds here to finish this inside the distance. 33 to 1 round 1, 20 to 1 round 2. 
Round three, 20 to one. Round four, 20 to one. Round five, 25 to one. Round six, 33 to one. Round seven, 40 to one. And round eight, 50 to one. These are huge odds considering I think his chances get better as the fight go on. And as we pointed out earlier, he's three to one to get this done via a decision. In terms of actually making a pick on this fight, look, there's there's other boxing tonight. There's other UFC tonight. There is statistical data available. There is um, there is things that you can watch. There are ways that you can analyze. There are experts that have written about things. And there are better things to invest your money in tonight than gambling here on this fight. That's the first thing that I'll say. So in terms of actually making a pick on this, if you like Jake Paul, take Jake Paul to win it via knockout. Because um, this could not only be a mismatch in terms of a professional athlete taking on a YouTuber. That's one way of looking at it. This could also be a mismatch in terms of this guy being a legit boxer that just happens to be a YouTuber and he could be the real deal. And in which case, Ben Askarin will be overmatched here because he's not known for his stand-up. So if this is a mismatch and Jake Paul is legit, he will 100% get him out of there inside of the eight rounds. So don't bother with the fight winner. Just take uh, Jake Paul here to win via TKO KO, which is still at the original uh, minus 110 that he was to win the fight when it opened up but I, I would lean on the athlete I, I think that um, despite the fact there is all this money ahead of the uh, ahead of the tunnel in, ter- for, for, in terms of for Jake Paul all these big fights ahead Ben Askren could really play spoiler here and he's saying all the right things that this guy doesn't know what he's in for when he goes in there with a real athlete uh, I'm just going to continue to to come forward. I've been in there with this guy and that guy who hit harder than him and were better than him. This is all true. But Askren probably trained properly for, for those guys. And at the same time, we don't really know deep down behind the scenes how the pay structure has made for this. Perhaps this is Ben Askren's final payoff. And he knows he's there to get knocked out. I mean, he's not going to have another another MMA fight. He's already known best, despite all of his his, all of his accomplishments, he's best known for being knocked out by Masterval in four seconds. So it can't really get any worse for him. So if he can enjoy a nice payday on his way out, and he certainly is trained that way. If you look at how he's come in, that is concerning for me. But for me, taking some money down on this... I don't like YouTubers getting involved in boxing. I think this is fucking bullshit. I think it's embarrassing. I think the longer that Jake Paul continues to beat professional athletes and now moving up to MMA guys, it's bad for the sport. It's bad for boxing. It's bad for MMA. If you want to be a boxer, be a fucking boxer. Be a boxer, start at the bottom, start fighting boxers. You've still got the YouTube following, so people are still going to be interested in it. Why are you cherry-picking these specific fights? If you want to be taken seriously as a boxer and you want to make comparisons to to your journey and and, and Mayweather's journey and you want to fight Conor McGregor, then then, then be legitimate about it. Hell, don't even talk about fighting Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor is a joke in the world of boxing. Why are you not talking about working your way up to fighting some real fighters in your weight class? A real fighter is at 190 or 195 pounds. So I don't want this guy involved in boxing. I'm a longtime boxing fan. The best thing that could possibly happen is that someone as low level with some would stand up as low level as Ben Askren really humbles this guy. If Ben Askren beats him, you won't ever hear or see the name Jake Paul again unless you have a fucking 12-year-old that watches his dog shit videos on YouTube. So you won't have to worry about him ever again if Askren does us all a favor. So for Askren to do that favor and if to, for him to be available at 6 to 4 plus 150, 
If you can shop around and stick 50 bucks on that and manage to make 75 pounds from this fight, then I would do that and just hope for the best. Um, but obviously, um, there is a possibility, as I said, that money talks and Jake Paul continues to steamroll through and uh, embarrass the MMA and boxing world as, as he continues to steamroll through 2021 en route to that McGregor fight that I personally couldn't give a shit about. But It'll do over two million on pay per view, and if that's the case, that very often things like that do conveniently end up coming to fruition. And uh, I mean, I don't really like this whole thriller model in terms of what they're doing in terms of these celebrity fights and uh, these veteran fights and luring out Mike Tyson for for that one fight that he had against Jones. Look, it was good for a a one off, but in terms of doing it as a series, in terms of doing it as a permanent thing. In terms of setting up Tyson Holyfield and continuing to represent Jake Paul and his dickhead brother and, and all, all these other douchebags, I'm not interested in, in, in any of that. Triller is, is bad for, for boxing. Uh, and I don't give a shit whether you've got Tyson or Holyfield or Jake Paul or John Paul or Jesus Christ or Moses or, or you reincarnate Michael Jackson and get him into a boxing ring. I, I don't care. It doesn't make any difference that, that for me that this is not really what we should, we should be seeing. But but at the end of the day, listen, I'm here doing a podcast about it. There's so much decent combat sports going on tonight. I mean, let's just turn our attention to, to UFC for a second, where we do have a fight tonight between Robert Whittaker and Kelvin Gastelum. That's main eventing UFC tonight. That may be going on at exactly the same time as this bullshit. But I guarantee you there will be far more eyes on the bullshit that I just spoke about than there will be on this top-level MMA main event tonight. I mean, this is the podcast that I was assigned to do. The fight show tonight does have to be about Askarin and Paul because this is the main thing that people want to know about. This is the main thing that people want to bet on. It's a sad, it's a sad, really test, it's a sad testament really to where society maybe is right now in terms of um, how influential social media is. But hey, look, I, I, I researched it. I looked everything up. I looked at the odds. I did the fucking show and, and that's the situation. So, so that's your show here. That's your fight show on, on these two guys. I'm not going to um, put out a lock or anything. I don't think that I want to invest a unit in, in anything here in regards to this fight. I just want to see uh, to Ben Askren win it. So I'll be taking a half unit down there myself. Um, and I'll reiterate, there is much better boxing tonight. There are title fights tonight. There's a UFC card. There's um, Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum. I mean, the Cole main event is uh, Kloss versus Jeremy Stevens. Um, so yeah, there is there is stuff to, to watch tonight if you want to stay away from this. But um, it, it's kind of like a car crash in some ways in terms of um, you, you don't want it to happen. But then once it's going on, you don't really want to look away from it. And that's kind of what this is. This car crash will be taking place and there'll be plenty of eyes on it as it happens. Next week, we will have ourselves a proper edition of the fight show because we will be breaking down the main card for UFC 261, the man we mentioned earlier, Jorge Masterville, who took out Ben Askren in four seconds, will get his rematch with Kamara Usman. There's a rematch happening because last time these two fought, Masterville stepped in with no camp. 
and now he feels like he has a much better chance of winning with a proper training cap. I think it may be a closer fight, but my initial lean here is that Kamara Usman is too difficult to beat. But we'll break it all down properly on next week's edition of the Fight Show covering UFC 261. At some point, we have to pull out a fight show to discuss this entire boxing situation that's going on, particularly in the heavyweight division, as we near closer to the biggest money fight of all time. A two-fight deal between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. We don't know who the A-side is yet. We don't even know if Fury has agreed to the terms. We don't know where the venue is. All we know is that it probably won't be taking place in the UK, even though it is two UK fighters. I think with the fact that we have um, so many lockdown, lockdown restrictions at the moment and with Saudi coming in with bigger money, that's where the fight is going to go. But it's definitely worth talking about where does it leave Dante Wilder? He had a two-fight contract with um, with Tyson Fury off the back of their draw. We've only seen the first fight. Obviously, it was a dominant victory. Is that a factor as to why it doesn't happen? Does Wilder need to be need to be paid off? Where does it leave Dillian White? He just got his win back against Povetkin. Does he now have to do a pointless third fight? Where does it leave the entire heavyweight division? And what is the likelihood of other big fights being made in the future in terms of you're looking at um, Spence and Crawford? That's obviously equally as big as this fight, in my opinion. Can that now get made um, when you're looking at rival TV companies like this one has? But as I said, this one isn't finalized yet but as soon as it is we will be doing a very very early preview show and just looking at the overall state of boxing here on the fight show so i look forward to that but until then that's it for me in this edition of the fight show good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening